fancy. I didn't know I was going to do a countdown. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Everything's changing, man. Um, but you know what's not changing? Cool people coming on to the show. And uh, today with me, I have uh, Jordan Finn, who new listeners of the Small Town Nerd might not recognize, but anyone who used to listen to my old show, the Bri-Fi podcast, might recognize Jordan and his hilarity. Man, I feel like last time we we just got silly when we talked. Uh, what was it? Death Kanji? Death Kanji. That's right. Yeah, that's the last time I was on. And for anyone listening, can you remind them what Death Kanji was about? Yeah, of course. Death Kanji is my um, my graphic novel, my Lovecraftian horror samurai graphic novel. Um, that's an eighty page full color book about a samurai discovering you know horrible knowledge and. And what he does with that horrible knowledge, all the terrible, horrific reactions to it. <laughs> and yeah. It's all, I mean, come on, Lovecraftian samurai. Like, that's all I needed to hear. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I hadn't seen people doing that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I so maybe cool, was man. the first, but I, I don't want to like, you know, make that no. bold of a claim, but it's possible. Oh. I will make that bold of a claim. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, I'm totally bearing the lead. What's up, Jordan? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad to be back on here. It was, yeah, I had a good time the first time. So now that I have a new thing to be talking about, I, I'm glad I reached out and, and uh, asked if I could be on your show again. Hell yeah, man. And, you know, I'm, you have a new thing. I have a new thing. So, like, it's, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, I was trying be- to look up your show on the old name and I was like, what? It doesn't exist. Where is this? <laughs> he swindled me. <laughs> he trapped me. No. Uh, yeah, man. Now we're called the small town nerd where it focuses a little more on me personally, but I still talk about all the things I love, you know, cause that's me, you know, and I love comics. I love creators. I love video games, all that stuff. So I, I felt like, yeah, you fit right in and it'd be great to have you as the first guest. The first? Wow, I'm honored first. that. Yeah. Yeah, you're my first, man. Wow. At least in my born-again Christian podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm the best guest for the, for a born-again Christian podcast, but I'll do what I can. Oh, man, I wish it, that's what it really was. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let like me, me tell you. Writer of very dark, uh, borderline satanic comics. Yeah, okay. Well, that's why I brought you here today. We're actually having an intervention it's me oh, and the Lord. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So You're what are you the people up? handing out pamphlets at my door, right? Oh, no. We're the ones sneaking in the back. That's way worse. That's <laughs> yeah, Christians. No. Um, so what have you been up to, man, since uh, last time we talked about Death Kanji? Oh, you know, making more comics. Just uh, living my life, you know? I've actually... Was- uh, separate from comic stuff, but I feel like we could just, you know, chat as friends for, for a minute here, but I yeah, I've yeah. gone through like a ton of life stuff in the last, well, since I, you know, was promoting death Kanji, I put that book out, which was like a big deal for me. That was my second graphic novel and mm. like by far like my best one. Like <laughs> the first one was like early first work, but then like I put out a book I was really proud of. Um, I got married to my longtime girlfriend. Now my wife, Nice. Uh, then I turned 30 years old, which is, you know, another big step in life. Level up. Then we got a puppy who, who is the cutest little husky. He just turned a year old like a week ago. Well, now I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, then we bought a house. 
Holy crap. Yeah, which in in the area that I live in, like around um, Toronto, Canada, is like housing prices are absolutely insane. So we really lucked out like getting something that we could actually afford because oh, we're not it, wealthy man. by any stretch of the imagination. What are you talking about? Isn't Death Kanji like your Superman Pl- book? You platinum know, like- bestseller, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Jay-Z of comics, man. <laughs> That's me, yeah. The, the uh, first billionaire in comics. <laughs> Yeah, we just don't, you know, no one talks about it because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so I've been going through all dude. kinds of life developments. It's just been yeah. moving a mile a minute. Oh, I believe oh, it. Oh, and I, I changed my job too, like a, a job I had been in for like nine or 10 years or something. Holy crap. I just like switched career paths, which yeah. I know. Yeah. It's cool. just all, all these things happening, like all in the span of like a year or two. It's just right. life changes quick. Holy crap. Yeah, it does, man. Actually, uh, well, congratulations on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Marriage is awesome when it's with people you love. <laughs> well, she's all right. Yeah, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. Like we love them. We just don't have to like them. Right. Like, that, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I am lucky enough to have both. I Isn't assume it? you are too. We're just playing around. But yeah, yes, I, yes. I do like her as well. <laughs> and then also congrats on the house man that's a big deal like yeah that's hard as hell to do me and my wife we're house hunting right now and we finally came across one that uh, we're gonna make an offer on but my god the the prices the hoops you have to jump through like oh, all yeah. the extra little crap that no one tells you you don't learn this in school like no. oh i gotta get I got to get someone to inspect this. I got to have this. I have to have that kind of insurance. Well, I hope you have a good, you know, team, a good realtor or mortgage broker or whatever. Cause we had one that didn't really hold our hand like at all. Right. And that's, <laughs> we uh, really wanted that. Like by the end we were like, she did not help us like figure stuff out. <laughs> she just I threw mean, you she, to the She board. got us the house. Right. So like that's success. I, I can't, you know, <laughs> deny her that, but it's like, we're in way over our heads. We would have liked, you know, someone oh, yeah. to, to walk us through the process really like oh yeah dude i totally feel that like and yeah. thank god the lady that we have uh, she is like the sweet grandma that you've always wanted and like she just takes us by the hand she's like don't worry we're gonna do this and you can have me on the phone with you and i was like oh my god you're so that's beautiful awesome. that's awesome <laughs> oh man but yeah it, it's fun stuff and it, it, it's funny just to hear like other people going through the same stuff Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're we're pretty close in age too. Um, I'm 33. You said you just turned 30. Yeah. Well, I actually just turned 31 now. Like, oh god, you're so two old. weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, since I put the book out, I was just yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah going through is. like my life accomplishments, you know. So there yeah, we're, we're we're close. I'm a I'm a 91 baby. There you go, man. I mean, like yeah, I was born in 88, but I grew up in the 90s. You know, like. Mm. Like, I don't, I try not to claim that I'm an 80s baby or like an 80s child because I really wasn't. Like, I am a product of the 90s. Yeah, for sure. Being 88, like, you missed out. Like, right. You exactly, were, you were man. coherent for the 80s, right? But you would have grown up with all the same shit I grew up with. All the hell you know, yeah, dude. X Men animated series. That was the big one for me. Hell yeah, that was. It, it's yeah. funny because I just came back across that. Well, one, uh, they announced that they're bringing it back for Disney Plus, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, I came across the Japanese opening for the show, the old X-Men cartoon. 
Yeah, I saw that too. I think that was like trending. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah, it, it, well, see, it popped up on TikTok, which is like my new source of information. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so that's where I <laughs> that's heard your, about it. That's your chosen news outlet. Eh? Look, TikTok. it was like TikTok or Facebook and I have more fun with TikTok. Okay. Between the two, between the two, if those are your only options, yeah, I'm going TikTok too. There we go. See, it works, man. But then like you have what the rebirth of Halo with Halo Infinite, the new mm-hmm. Pokemon Legends came out. So it's like all these things like that I grew up doing or playing video game wise, like they're yeah. back, baby. And now like brand new news as of like right now is the new Lord of the Rings trailer just dropped. Oh shit! Was that like during the Super Bowl or something? Yes, I feel yeah, like yeah. I meant that's why. Yep. Sorry, like that's the one American thing I'm not a big fan of, other than some of the commercials. Like, hmm. I did catch the halftime show, which I, you know, I'm I kind of like rap and hip hop and stuff, so I really wanted to catch that. So I enjoyed the hell out of that. But then I was like, all right, that's enough football for this year. <laughs> watching the halftime show is enough football (laughs) yeah i mean you hear someone talk and my eyes just glaze over and i'm done (laughs) no i I agree i'm not a fan of it at all i was just like you know browsing twitter and people talking about the new lord of the rings trailer so i gave that a shot hell yeah man no that's awesome like i I forget what they're doing this time around it's pre like everything right okay yeah yeah yeah. and see i want to get into it i guess first age and in the Tolkien lore, but I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. a Tolkien scholar by any, uh, by any means, man, bless the people that are. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like it. Like I'm super oh, yeah. interested when people could talk to me about it all day and I'll like sit there and nod and smile, but right. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost. I'm in over my head for sure. Oh man. I remember reading the first book and being our, right, well, Lord of the Rings. I remember reading that. And like the first chapter is like a history lesson on mm-hmm. like, all the families and I almost, I had to put it down like four or five times before I finally just powered through it. But like, my God, yeah. man, people like literally like live by these books. <laughs> yeah. The writing is dense for sure. The man created his own universe, like his own languages, his own, like everything like is insane. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff, though. And it's yeah. just like those movies were such an integral part of like my childhood. And I assume oh, probably yeah. yours. So it's just what you're what you're talking about. All the stuff that was like big when we were young is is all cycling back. I guess now that we're old and in careers and we're willing to spend money on stuff. Right. Studios just want to play to us. That was right. Like, honestly, I never grew up. I just started making more money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here with like Nintendo switches and Pokemon things. And well, what the best part about having a son or like just a small child is like you get to be a kid again. You know, I just bought a Nerf gun today. So like I'm like I'm I'm living it up. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm telling you, have five of them. It'll be great. Have five. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's all great. Like you got a Husky. They'll help watch. (laughs) <laughs> he's too much already to be honest oh yeah no i believe you dude Damn, that dog is a handful oh yeah and what you said is a year old now yeah he just turned a year oh god man like, so he's still got all of the energy of a crazy puppy but he's oh, you know quite sizable i feel like huskies never lose that energy dude like i feel like yeah, they're yeah, always that's what we've heard yeah 
<laughs> but we knew what we were in for. Like we did all the all the research on huskies specifically. Like that. Oh that yeah, was definitely something we were ready for. All the energy, all the intelligence, all the noise. They're extremely vocal. Oh yeah. yeah. I, yeah, actually, it's funny. My previous neighbor, they moved out since then. They had one, and oh god, like the. Luckily, they played with it a lot. But man, when that thing yeah. got to howling, oh god, I I could never sleep. <laughs> yeah, we we try to avoid that. We try to be you know considerate with our neighbors, but right. Yeah, well, you're already doing better than like half the population. Then just yeah, just for, for sure. considering it, <laughs> he he gets howly the most at like around. I'd say like 9 a.m., like 8.39 when he thinks it's like time to go out for a walk or something. Right. He's like, Yo. So it's not like, it's not too early. It's not like he's, you know, howling at six in the morning or anything like that. <laughs> you know what? I would prefer six. Like, cause so when I work nights, I usually get home about seven. So like mm-hmm. nine o'clock is right when my body is when you're trying to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I'm like my most dangerous because I'm so angry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, man, you said you switched careers. So, how's a uh, comics full time? Because Death Kanji was that good. <laughs> oh God, maybe one day, maybe one day. I mean, I feel like you, like if you just make the push and just you know forego living in the house and. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my wife would be happy. All the luxuries of life. <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like, man. When I talk to people about yeah. comics full time. Yeah, eating Even ramen like- every meal. Right. It's oh man, I, I don't envy that. But you know, like getting to at least live out part of your dream, man, whether it's as a hobby or you know, like you, and you hopefully get to- like supplemental income, right? Like I do have yeah. these books and I do sell them a little bit, like you know, a couple I, copies I, here and there. It just I, helps a little bit. You're with being groceries. very humble, man. Yeah, you, like you're you have a talent and you write good stories, and I really enjoy I read when I read Death Conj, I really enjoyed that. And the two short stories you shared with me today for uh, this anthology series we're going to talk about, I, they are fun reads, man. And yeah, thank you. And even in such, well, the first one was what, four pages? Um, yes. And then the next one was eight. But one, I mean, I have, we'll just get into them. Like, let's, 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 okay. just, let's yeah. just go there. Like, let's I'm, go for it. I'm alluding to the thing that, we should just dive right into. So, of course, you sent me two short stories. They're going to be part of this anthology called Dead Work Anthology, which you can everyone can see on Kickstarter now. There's about 18 days as we record this on the 13th. So, yeah, I believe the last day is March 4th, 2022. So if you're listening before that, you still have a chance to back it and get some cool Kickstarter exclusive rewards. Um, if not, you could still buy it after that date too. Either way, um, deadwork.ca should take you to either the Kickstarter page if it's still running, or if it's not, wherever you can buy it in the future. Yeah, deadwork.ca. Deadwork.ca. Don't try Googling it because it's going to take you to this weird other book about life after death. And Really? I haven't tried that. Oh, yeah. Send, send me that. Send me a link to whatever uh, whatever thing you found. I'm going to have to. It, it really gave me just that, like the start of a midlife crisis. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, no. <laughs> hmm. So it's uh, powerful. It has some effect. It does. Uh, it's scary, man. That, but, that's uh, what I look for in my media now because I'm kind of over just, you know, stuff that I can just throw away, you know, right. like trash media that you just read for five seconds and throw out. Man, and that's how I design my podcast to be, though, is just trash. No, 
Oh, sorry. I'm throwing it out. That's fine. I already got you. I got, I got your sound bites. I needed you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, tell me more about uh, dead work anthology and like the whole creative team. Sure. The dead work anthology. Um, well, it came into existence based on, uh, myself and a bunch of my friends who are all other comic creators. Um, most of them are in Winnipeg, Canada. And, um, it came about through the letter of Death Kanji was this guy, Lyndon Rychenko, who lived in Winnipeg. And after Death Kanji was printed, I wanted to give him a bunch of comp copies of the book instead of mailing out like a box of books. I was like, I don't, I'll just like fly out to Winnipeg and hang out with you guys because I made a couple friends of his friends. Nice. So I did that and we're all hanging out. And one of our friends from Calgary flew in at the same time, just so we all had all a big like comic creator, like get together or whatever. We were all sitting there in Lyndon's backyard and we were talking about old short comics that we had written that we didn't have an outlet for. Like we had all written like, you know, four page pitch for this series, or I had written a series of one page comics that were just like comedy stories. Um, and none of us had had them published anywhere because we all just made these comics based on like wanting to make comics, the love of making these things without thinking about how to market them or how to print them or any of that stuff. So we're all sitting on all this stuff that we call our dead work. And we were like, why don't we all just put it all together? Like we're all friends. We can all share a book together. We'll all like share rights, share the, share the proceeds. And we'll just like, instead of having, I have at, at the time it was only five pages of comics. Instead of having that, why don't I just have another book filled with my friend's comics on my convention table? Um, so we all just like started pitching in like, oh, what do you have? Oh, I have this story. I have this story. So we all just like put in all our stuff. We we hired a, another friend of ours who's an editor who really made the final cuts and you know told people that their things might not fit. Tried to keep a balance between all the artists that were in the group. Um, and we put together this anthology of of mostly our dead work but the funny thing is immediately like an hour later two of the artist friends were like came to me and were like let's make new stuff <laughs> let's put new stuff in this book i want to work together Heck so yeah, dude. that's where those two that i sent you which are night of the hive with my artist friend chris smith and the other one is vertilac with stephen call uh, both of them just like wanted to make a new comic to put in this book, even though kind of the rules were use your old stuff. Don't make yeah. anything new because it's all unpaid. Mostly we, uh, we threw out that rule rather quickly and made, <laughs> and made some really cool comics. I think like, I'm really proud of both of those. I think they're some of the best writing that oh, I've done. Yeah. You should be proud, man. Um, the first one, uh, I call it the B book. Yep, the B book, Night of the Hive with Chris Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it it's such a interesting story. And it's funny because it kind of reminded me like with the knight character of mm -hmm. kind of like, man, I don't know why I'm gonna say this, but like Halo's arbiter in a way. Like he's just like this knight that's brought in to do the dirty work, and that was to sting stingeth or, or what was the word Sting, they stingeth yeah stingeth yeah. and um it, it was funny because i did think to myself like wait if he's a bee and he stings this dude like won't it kill him too and then like the way this short story ends kind of leaves it a little ambiguous because like in my mind when a bee stings he loses a stinger and dies but in this one he yep. kind of goes into like this honey coma type 
thing where yeah. maybe he will be brought back or maybe that's just how it ends. That's the cycle of the night's life, you know, and it, it was a cool thinking process for me and just a nice little, a neat thing, you know, that's, that's so funny that you picked up on like the arbiter from halo. Cause I, that is like deep, deep in the back of my brain. When I wrote that, that was like something I had intentional that I did not think anyone would ever pick up on. Oh no, you're just making me feel smart is what you're <laughs> Honestly, no, no, because what what you're saying is right. It ends with him stinging and um, seemingly dying. What I call I call it uh, in the script, uh, going into a honeyed slumber, which is them like putting him into a honeycomb and encasing him in honey, and it's sort of like a cryo sleep sort of. But he's dead. It's like a funeral kind of thing going on. Okay. But the way that I thought is that I would leave it sort of ambiguous in that way that you're talking about. In that if if people really liked this little short story um, and if like me and the artist work together really well, then we could potentially continue that on. And the continuation that I had in mind was very, very much Arbiter from Halo 2. Sort of he would be woken up and then given like this where, where the Arbiter in Halo 2 was given like the Arbiter is like a title and like a set of armor and a new role and expectation within his society or whatever. And that's exactly what I had in mind for this, for this night <laughs> character is that if they woke him up, they would give him this like new suit of armor and this new title and this new role in the B society. And he would be like the arbiter going forward. Oh man, that'd be so, so it is, it is so weird to me that you got that out of there. Cause I did not think it was like, present in a way that people could pick up on bro i'm telling you one i've been playing the shit out of halo infinite and so like i am in the lore right now (laughs) okay i haven't played infinite yet so i don't know if they did any different stuff with arbiter but halo 2 is like one of my favorite video games of all okay like such a good sequel so i will spoiler alert he is not in halo infinite at least not the character there's easter eggs of him but so if you're thinking about getting it for the arbiter i got bad news for you man (laughs) No, no, that's okay. I, I wouldn't get it for the same character, but oh no, <laughs> I just like the idea of like the honorific title. Like they, there right. have been all these arbiters in the past, and like we know the one obviously that we're familiar with. But like, I think there there was a strategy game like Halo Wars or whatever that had like a different arbiter as like a character, right? But but see, I, don't know, I just like the idea of that, especially with like this book. Like he's getting put into like one of the honeycomb, and there's just rows and rows of these knights that mm-hmm. have all served their one purpose you know their one task and like which is defending the hive defending the colony right, right. and i love the look of the book too man um it's it's so like when i look at it it's alien it's of course it's insect like but mm-hmm. like it's just this cool fantasy that i mean i don't know i like i just I would love to see more of this story because I feel like there's so much you could do with other insects and other stories. Yeah. And well, that's hell. all. Chris is such a brilliant artist. And uh, he, I'll tell you some backstory on this one too. I'll let you in on some cool scoops, but L- Lyndon, the letterer on death Kanji introduced me to Chris uh, because the colorist on death Kanji um, didn't do two, two of the pages in the book. So I asked Lyndon like if he knew someone who would color these last two pages. And he introduced me to this guy, Chris Smith. And Chris immediately he introduced me via Twitter. And in his profile, it says like 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I started talking to him about that because I am obsessed with D&D. Um, and him and I just hit it off like so well. We talk like every day, like just constantly in the Twitter chat. He said when I was talking to him a couple weeks ago that it reminds him of like of, of like MSN days where you're like always talking to like certain friends online, yeah, that yeah, kind of always. thing, like old old online Holy friends. Holy crap, I have not thought of MSN in so long. MSN, yeah. So Chris and I became like really tight. So when I did go out to Winnipeg, he's the person that I stayed with. Uh, and while I was at his house, he was showing me stuff on his computer. He has all these folders of like world building and like the lore and the universe that he is trying to create. And he's right. super into bugs and and moss and beetles, which are bugs, whatever. But he's like really into like <laughs> not people, into creatures and like weird, weird stuff, weird visuals. Right, right. And he's showing me all these folders of like this world building he's like this is the bee society of people these are like people who are like walking cloud people and like all, all this like cool like fungus places and stuff yeah. and he's telling me like as an artist he just wants writers that will write in his in his world he wants to hand these folders over to writers and say like give me a story in in like one of these places or with some of these characters and and he'll draw it and he's showing me flipping through all of them and i was like hold on hold on i'll do that when he got to like the bees and like the the like beekeeper people with the old like wicker basket faces and stuff like that, I was mm. like, I love those bee. I will do a night bee story like for sure. Uh, and then like then the dead work thing happened, and he was like, let's work together. And I was like, let's do the bee thing. Yeah, you wanted someone writing the bee in your thing. world, like let's do that. <laughs> that dude, that's so awesome though. Like. First like off, his art is so like he has such a very distinct style that's like oh, yeah. not close to realism at all. It's so like heightened and and stilted artwork like style. That's how kind of the language sprung forth is that like putting natural sounding dialogue like any any normal person like dialogue like I am speaking to you now like I don't think would make sense over art that looks like that. I don't know if you would feel the same way, but I I felt like the art looks so bizarre that like normal language isn't right so then i started looking into like you know that florid sort of oh um, yeah old english kind of like nightly speaking vows and thines and honeyed slumber and all that all right. the weird weird sounding I, stuff i feel like it really lends itself well to this though like especially when you think bees like a high a hierarchy a queen and just like how it all lays out, like having that almost mm -hmm. Shakespearean type uh, voice, I think lends itself well to that. And, yeah. and for sure, the queen, I was specifically looking at like the way Shakespeare does his poetic meter, like iambic pentameter. And I was trying to do like hexameter instead, hex being like, you know, obviously the six sided thing. Mm -hmm. I was trying to tie that in all together. Yeah, man. And like, one of the other cool aspects of this is the design of the pages. You know, um, it's very geometric. It's not your normal four 90 degree angle type panels. You know, it's very rigid. Yeah. It's very bee like insect. Like uh, at some points it looks like you're looking through the honeycomb or through another insect's eyes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's so the panels surreal, are very you know? fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, the panels are fun. The artwork is borderline acid trip. Like, uh, it's yeah. a fun little little romp here, man, in this little beehive. 
Yeah. So I think Chris and I, like we worked really well together and we will be doing more books in the future. I don't know if we're going to do any more B stuff, but we're definitely going to do more comics. Oh yeah. I, I look forward to that one. <laughs> uh, the other book you showed me, and I'm sorry if I say this one wrong, uh, Verdelec. Yeah, that's right. It's like the that's vampire as right as it can get, I think. Right. As right as you can get. Uh, this mm. one, it felt like a little more traditional horror story, but it's still really fun. Uh, one, I love the colors in this, and um, oh, same, same. Stephen did an amazing job with the colors. The like oh, the yeah. greens and like the oranges. Yes. Yeah, it's like, such a weird palette that I don't see often, but he used totally it so man. well. The way the victim looks in here, um, I don't want to give yeah. too much away from the story, but it has to deal with a, a type of vampire. I'm assuming. And so it's uh, our hero's journey, discovering it and confronting that and where that leads to. And um, because, you know, you got to leave people wanting to buy the book. We we gave them the B story. So, yeah. (laughs) So keep the keep the Vertilac totally undercover. There we go. But like, again, I'm I'm okay with going as full spoiler as you want to. Okay, I didn't man. I'm trying to. Just try to be no. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, but like the use of fire and just the the contrast and colors between the vampire and like just that blaze and your heroes, her crassness and just kind of like like I've been here, like I know what I'm doing. You know, like it just it's from start to finish. It's a fun little story, man. Um, yeah, thank you. Again, that one just came from um, Stephen Call, the artist on that, like saying he he just wanted to like do a comic with me. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's, let's do something. He was like, yeah, maybe like six, eight pages, something like that. I was like, okay, sure. What kind of story are you interested in telling? Um, Because he's done like a lot of sci-fi stuff. So he was like, why don't we do like a fantasy sort of thing? And we're like hashing back and forth. What can we tell in like six to eight pages in a fantasy sort of environment? Right. And what he was kind of leaning towards was like a, like a witcher type of story where it's like, uh, you know, there's a monster hunter, there's a monster, the monster hunter does a hunt, kills the monster. Boom. Easy to tell in, in a short page count. I was like, perfect. I could totally write like a witcher esque kind of story. I can come up with some cool monster and, and then it just, it, it happened that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, you know, you can feel that with this character, you know, she makes like what seems like a strange call in the bar like yeah. bring me, bring me this and that, and you're like, oh, she's just gonna get drunk or whatever. Like, and then you see how that alcohol comes back into play later in the comic. Uh, that it serves more than just let's get yeah. drunk. And For so, sure, I wanted to give that vibe that you mentioned, which is like that this protagonist knows what they're doing. Like they're a total expert. Like has a plan um, and executes on it perfectly well. Just like you know Geralt from The Witcher kind of oh, gives yeah. those same vibes right i wanted to write that kind of character oh yeah totally and can i just say i love this title card on the last panel like oh same oh man the letterer again linden Rychenko, like did such a good title oh man like that to me and like saving it for the last panel was like such a good choice good and like it normally like what i'll do is like oh i'll see who wrote and did this because you know a lot of people will put that at the beginning of their story Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of get caught in the store and you read it and then it hits you with that last panel and just like i almost heard music to it you know like like (laughs) drums in the background or like the clashing of swords the vertilac 
<laughs> yeah, it's such a yeah. I, I wrote it as like a cold open with like a big title card at the end of it or whatever. Oh but yeah, dude. Then it's the end. Like I don't know if we will do more. I would love to, but you know, we're, we're both busy with stuff, so I don't know if we will or if there's demand for it. Like maybe people will read Vertilac and not want any more. But if they do, if they do read Vertilac and want the rest of that story, like there, there's definitely places I could take it. I will tell you, because of something that happens in this story, I need to know what happens. Exactly. Yeah. There's one specific thing that happens where it's like within the context of this only being an eight page comic, it like doesn't matter. Like it's just a weird throwaway panel. That's like, that doesn't really do anything. But if it were to turn into a longer story, then obviously that's kind of the impetus for for a lot of shit to happen. Oh yeah, man. And so like, because of that, just because of that, and it's like one panel and you're just like, Oh no. <laughs> like, yeah. what does this mean? Um, and I, and I was like, well, maybe it's called dead work. Cause everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All but, the main characters in all my stories. That's just, the, that's my style. style. Yeah, yeah. Like what we same do with is death Conjury. There's a full spoiler for that. Yeah. My book before that Hellcraft, same, same thing. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the book is just, you know, world exploring with all the <laughs> all the creatures. I don't, I don't I don't know how to write a a story without the main character dying. Like like really immediately what would be the within point? the first four pages. Yeah. <laughs> and then next is just uh David Attenborough's narration over the world and the creatures within it. Like that's mm-hmm. all it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that next. Just a full narration. There you go. I mean, like tie it back to Tolkien, do like a Silmarillion, (laughs) just a full encyclopedia. That's all. That's all we ever wanted. Honestly, like Mm -hmm. I I never read death kanji for the samurai. (laughs) You read it just for the setting. Yeah. That that was really what it was all about. Like no one likes Peter Parker. Everyone likes his apartment. Like that's what we're all about. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause how can this poor ass kid afford an apartment in New York? (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a valid question now. Oh yeah, man. But you know, anyway, and- I'm, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you liked both of those uh, little short stories. I had oh, yeah, a, man. Fun, a lot of fun writing them, and I am really proud of of both of those. I think you should be, man. And I think this this anthology, Dead Work Anthology, is one. It's a great idea. It's a, it's a great way to network. It's a great way to just stay in touch with friends and you know bounce ideas off of each other. And plus, hell, who knows? What if one of these thought of dead works sparks something new? You know, I mean, you're you're later in life yeah. in some things, and like, there's other cool looking stories in here. Like, if if anyone goes to the Kickstarter, which once again, it is Dead Work Anthology on Kickstarter. Yeah, or just deadwork.ca will take you straight to it. I feel like that's way easier. I should have said that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, See, the, but yeah, and then the idea is like people could maybe pick it up because they like my work or whatever and then see, you know, a, a little six-page pitch by a different creative team and be like, holy shit, we want, oh, yeah. we want a book out of that one instead, right? Yeah. And or vice I- versa. Someone who picks the book up for someone else might see Night of the Hive or Vertilac and then, and then things might happen. Oh, yeah. And then uh, some of the other books in there. One that I have my eyes on is uh, Fear My Song by. Uh, oh, that uh, one's so good. Chummy Chuck? Is that his name? Chummy Chuck? Uh, GMB Kamichuk. Oh, okay. Kamichuk. And uh, Justin Curry. I think Justin Curry okay. is sort of like the main driving force behind that. Uh, okay, nice. That Just the art style and the what they show yes. on the Kickstarter has me so intrigued. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. Um, it's this beautiful book. Yeah. 
Definitely, man. And I mean, there's a bunch of other ones, but that one was my other standout other than um, Night of the Hive. Yeah. I think that one's going to be like the real standout for, for everybody <laughs> reading that book. Yeah. I think it's Night of the Hive, good. right? That's mm. the one you're talking about. <laughs> you're oh, don't flatter me so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun story, dude. Uh, I, I am blessed that I got to see the whole story. So anyone that is thinking about it, just do it. Just buy the book. Yeah. It's in Canadian dollars, man. We're most of us are American. We're <laughs> like we're rich, you know. Honestly, yeah. It's twenty five <laughs> Canadian dollars, which is God, probably like fifteen bucks US at this point. Like, I think our it's exchange rate's getting man. worse and worse. Like I do that. I go to Barnes and Noble and I look at books and I'm like, God, why couldn't you just be in Canadian dollars? Yeah, Monopoly money. I know. Damn it. With your silly little pictures and colors. <laughs> Actually, I wish the US would adopt more Monopoly money. Oh, same. I do not understand your your weird paper bills that dis- disintegrate in water. Like, oh, no, it's great, man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I got to make fun of your cash. Like, it is oh, not cold. good. It teaches it you the value of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teaches you how to protect your money. It's like, oh. Ours is, like, indestructible. Like, I'll, right? I'll put a full fucking $100 bill in the washing machine and not worry about it for a second. Oh, man. When I used to work for a bank, one of my... That's f- as if I had a $100 bill. Like, that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. It's just, <laughs> like, you know, you just fan yourself with death kanji money just all the that's time. Right. That's right. Oh, man. But I remember when I used to work for a bank, I handled foreign currency. And some of my favorite foreign currency was actually, like, uh, Mexican pesos because theirs was like literally like plastic. Oh and yeah, I haven't handled those before. Oh, yeah. it's it's amazing. Some of them are like actually like see through. They have like clear parts to them. And you're like, what the? Why would you do this? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Canadian is like that now too. I don't oh, know really? when the last time was, but maybe like five years ago, I would say we changed. And yeah, it's all plastic bills with like clear parts through them. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. That's amazing though. Like it's so, it's such a strange thing to me. Some of them literally smell like maple syrup, (gasps) like, but like scratch and sniff technology in some of our dollar bills. That's what dollar bills are missing is the scratch and sniff aspect of them. It sounds so cartoonish, like some fact that would be completely not real, like Canadian money smells like maple syrup. But I believe it. Actually. Here we are. That is fact. This is <laughs> truth is stranger than fiction, you know. <laughs> and they're all shaped like hockey pucks. It's really it's that's the next step. That's the next step. <laughs> there is that's gonna be, there's been book. there's been talk about phasing out the five dollar bill and having a five dollar coin instead. So maybe when oh, we do God. that, maybe it'll be hockey puck sized. <laughs> why? Why a coin? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It worked. We phased out the the $2 bill like, I don't know, 30 years ago or something and put in what we affectionately call the Toonie. The Toonie. Okay, I've heard of that. A little $2 coin, which is, I don't know, it worked. That's fun though, you know? And then we got rid of our pennies. Pennies don't exist anymore. Thank God. I wish we would do the same here. We're trying. We're, We're desperately trying. You'll get there. It's so weird how like, how far behind... The rest of the world, your country can be in some respects, you know. It is no for such a like rich country, so populous. Like you, you can be ahead of the curve in so many ways, like medical science and certain things like that. But like, God, you guys fall behind on so much stuff. You don't have to remind me. I'm a person of color in this country, so (laughs) yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I know. (laughs) I'm. I'm moving to wherever you're living. (laughs) Yeah, I could probably afford a mansion up there. Come on up. Silly Canadian houses and 
It's cold though. That's my uh, that's my warning. Hey, you know what? It was forty something degrees today. I think I can. <laughs> I can't even say that straight. Yeah. Uh, forty. Hold and, on. Let me do a little uh, quick conversion here. Oh, okay. I, that Celsius would probably be like fifteen, somewhere between fifteen and eighteen, maybe Celsius. No, it, forty. I'm, I'm looking up a different way. Um, I'm just making it, it up here. In my head. What were you saying? Forty. I think is. 44 degrees Celsius. Four degrees Celsius. But what I wanted to see was here it was minus 16 degrees Celsius. Oh, God. Which is three degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus. That's yeah. like, why? That's why? By, that is by no means our coldest winter day. This is just like an average day without the wind blowing too hard. Like That's like, oh, I guess I'll put on a wind jacket, a windbreaker. Yeah, that's the sad thing. I don't have a proper winter coat. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I've always like, I just drive, right? Like I just right. get in my car that's and true. my car is warm. But this year is like our first winter having our dog. Oh, so I keep so having to go out and walk my it. dog and I'm freezing cold. Just staring at it and like, this is all your fault. <laughs> in like the last week, I've started wearing my wife's winter jacket. So I'm just wearing like this big like ladies jacket walking down the street. Oh man, you probably getting all kinds of head turns like, wow, that dude's like into fashion. He must be a model. <laughs> it's really, really warm except for my wrists because the sleeves are too short. Oh, you like with a three quarter <laughs> sleeve. Yep. Oh, yep. man. It's like a baseball tee, but as right? a winter coat. Yeah. Oh, man. If only I would wear that in a heartbeat, actually. <laughs> That's my addiction. Like, I don't know what it is about baseball tees. I don't even play baseball, but I just, yeah. I love the style. <laughs> They're great. The The sleeves are so, so great. They are. Because it's nice to have sleeves to like cover your arm, but then you don't have to roll them up constantly whenever you yeah. need to, like, I don't know, do dishes. That's the main one for me. See, my problem is my elbows are dry as fuck. So I try to like cover them as much as I can. I don't want people to see my ashy elbows. <laughs> just, just use lotion. Okay. See, that's where you're. <laughs> that's easier than just wearing sleeves. Listen, you're. Your Canadian intelligence is not wanted here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take it back to Canada. Yeah, that's right. We're doing things the American way where it's just a Band-Aid that never really fixes the problem. And uh, hopefully someone else will fix it years from now. You know, whatever you want to do, you know, I, I will not argue. <laughs> oh, man. See, I miss I'll not deny you your right to wear three-quarter sleeves in the dead of a Texan summer. That's right. That's that's my freedoms. <laughs> Come and take it. No. <laughs> oh, God. I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> it's okay. We all know it's a joke. Oh, right? I, 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 mm? <laughs> right? Right? As, if it gets me views, I do it for the clicks. No. That, yeah. That's, uh, hey, we, dislikes are still engagement, too. Right? There you go. Well, <laughs> um, unless you're YouTube, then you get rid of them all. Oh, yeah. That happened, right? Uh, yeah, or like they don't talk about it. It's like this big secret we don't mention. Yeah. <laughs> look at videos. Wow, everyone liked this video. No one hated this video at all. Yeah. I wish dislikes were on everything. I wish I could dislike everything on every platform. <laughs> Just anything. If I go to the mall or like I go to a store. <laughs> Real I life. Yeah. Like I'm, I, where was I? I think I was at Walmart picking up uh, Valentine stuff. And it asked like, how was your... Uh, 
how was your shopping experience? One star or five stars? I'm like, can I put negative? Like, I want to thumbs show down it. stars yeah, because even one star is still a positive amount of stars. That's still a star. Yeah, you don't even deserve a star. Yeah, where are the little emojis of poop? I want to put those ones in your Walmart <laughs> experience. Yeah, how was your experience today? Poop, poop, fire, thumbs down. That's what my experience was. Nice. I, I try. I, look, I have a. I really love hate relationship with Walmart. <laughs> it's nice to get stuff cheap, but goddamn, that company is evil as hell. As fuck, dude. And yeah. the other thing is, like, because I live in a smaller town, like, that's my pop culture place. Like, that's where I go for yeah. cool stuff. And, like, they even sell comics there, which is kind of strange, but also that kind of weird. nice. It is. Like, they have, I can't remember what the company is that's publishing these but they actually sell single issues or whatever this and man i feel like i covered this on the bri podcast show at one point because i was so astounded by it but then like they'd also do like a marvel and dc like five issue bundle that you can buy that they like just shrink wrap and like just, i guess it's just whatever they found in their warehouse that they're like Look, we're either gonna burn it or maybe we can just make a dollar off of it yeah but like that's where I go, so like I have to play nice there. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes like in in small places, like Walmart might be literally the only option, right? Definitely, man. It, it, it's so tough. Like, I mean, I don't know how close you are to like your local comic shop or like. Well, I got them all over the place. Oh, I got one like five nice. minutes up the street from me now that oh, I bought this new house. If I had one within walking distance. Ugh, I would buy lotion. <laughs> yeah, it probably is walking distance. I was thinking five minute drive, but I, I could walk there. It's just uh, there would be a lot of fun interactions on the way. A lot of like oh. mental ill and homeless and sort of it's not the nicest area. I, I feel that, but that's great writing material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's great. It's great getting stabbed material. Oh, I mean, which could in turn turn to more great personal writing. Yeah. <laughs> See, you got to look at this as, as a positive. Like one, you might be optimist. Huh? You might, yeah, you might hear like stories from veteran Ted on how he fought aliens when he was serving in who knows who who knows where we're, we're at war. We're always at yeah. war. Every everyone's at war. Yeah. What, well, whatever, maybe, maybe uh, whatever he, he can come up with, at. right? Right. Yeah. Wow. Just whatever crazy story. He's like, they kicked me out of China because, like, and he's clearly not Chinese. He's like, I, I was like a part of the royal guard, and you're just like, yeah, man, keep talking, and you're just writing it down. Yep. Yep. It's just sad to see. You know, it does kind like of suck with, with just the the care is just not funded properly at all. I've been really getting into like where where um municipal tax dollars are being spent where like right. property tax is going and and sort of the breakdowns in where i live and yeah uh, it's just depressing to to see the breakdown of funds it is man like getting a little serious but like when you look at where your city or township or whatever chooses to allocate their their money and are like for us uh schools like we always I always pay attention to that because, yeah. you know, my son, I really want him to get the best education he can. And I know yeah. he's already, he struggles because he's a special needs. Uh, and so I'm very like, well, 
what are you doing to help these kids? You know, what are you doing to build your education system better? And then they turn around and buy a brand new football stadium with all turf field and nice new stands and a huge scoreboard to play local business ads on. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was that really the best, you know, way to spend Right. Spend tax money. Yeah. Like I and like I almost wanted to go up to one of the board meetings and be like, the, the team hasn't won a, a game in like <laughs> 10 years. What do, what do you think they're gonna do with this? Is this supposed to like incentivize them? No. Yeah. And honest, <laughs> and who gives a shit if they do win a game, right? Well, this is South I'm, Texas. I'm old so... and bitter now. <laughs> I guess yeah, a lot of people give a shit, but like, nah. does that really affect like <laughs> what you you're saying is way more important? Like right. educating young children, especially those with special needs, is way more important than how many, you know, fucking goal points your your ball team scores. Right. Like, look, I get it. There's there's maybe something insidious at play here, but also, have you seen Friday Night Lights? I mean, it's that's phenomenal. No, <laughs> I, I have not. I'm sorry. Oh, God. It, that will tell you everything you need to know about Texas high school football. <laughs> I've heard good things. I've heard good things. It, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, and, and honestly, as someone who grew up in that environment, in maybe not a, as such a small town as theirs, but in a smaller town where when our team went to the state championship, it was like, the town closed down like yeah. it, it, like people live and breathe that when your team's good <laughs> and but yeah. like it's such a crazy look and like a, such a crazy study on like that american like ideology or like what they americans will really wrap their heads around to yeah. like it's just whatever man it, it's, it's frustrating and beautiful <laughs> yeah yep that that makes a lot of sense. I understand but you know what's that. not frustrating at all? Beautiful dead work anthology. <laughs> oh, thank you. Bringing it back around, man. Bringing oh. it back to the book. Yeah, it's a great book. It's not frustrating. It is delightful. I think. Yeah, if you want, I'm, you want I'm break, totally biased. No, no, you're not, and I'm here to keep you in check. Uh, <laughs> if you want to break from the horrible world around us, check out Dead Work Anthology. Um, once again, this thing, well, March 4th is the last day to back the project. Um, it's a little over halfway there. It's almost there, man. Um, we're getting there. We're, we're trucking along one dollar at a time. Hey, that's, you know what? After I, I can't do the math in my head, but you know, one dollar over 4,000 times it gets you there, right? <laughs> yep. That's right. Just a dollar a second and you could fund this book. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, don't break it down that way. That's no, going to get me I don't uh, know. totally anxious about it. Look, I have really bad math, so that is in no way. No, one, one of the guys in the group like keeps doing the breakdown of like, this is how many dollars per day we need now. We can just do this. You know what? Stop buying coffee. You just fund this book, all right? For pennies a day. And then <laughs> in the arms of an angel. That's what it's a video really- of me crying with a fly on my face. <laughs> No, with the little bee guy, like yeah, you know, yeah, with bee bees crawling all over me. Do you want to save this bee for literally <laughs> the price of a cup of coffee? <laughs> uh, it's a little more, but yeah, um, it's it's a good book. It's got a lot of better creators than me on it, so it's well worth funding. So please, listeners, at least check out deadwork.ca, even if you you know don't intend to to pledge. You know, just take a look and 
see if maybe there's something there that catches your eye. All right. Tell your friends, tell your, tell your grandma, <laughs> go, go into your grandma's room, take her purse, grab her debit card and <laughs> head to oh, deadwork.ca. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell your realtor that reminds you of a grandma. There you go. I'll tell her she'll buy anything. She's so nice. She'll be like, Oh, certainly. I love, I love children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let her know. Right. Don't well, tell her my age then. Uh, yeah. There we go. Well, he's one. 30 times (laughs) but so that's where they can find dead work anthology where where can people find you though man uh me i'm mostly active on twitter at jordan p finn um that's probably the best place to find me i have other social medias that i never ever use and i haven't you know gotten around to setting up a proper website yet so let's let's go with twitter for now at jordan p finn jordan finn for everyone Jordan Finn. <laughs> the P stands well, for I, I, go by, I go for Jordan Patrick Finn in all my writing works. It's just one letter too long for the Twitter you are. <laughs> yeah. You can't make like a cool little hack. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I thought about like, could I leave one letter out? Like the second N in Finn. No, that doesn't look great. Like that like, looks horrible. <laughs> maybe one of the letters in Patrick, but I don't know. I, I stuck with the best option I thought was Jordan P Finn. You know, it's I'm not fun. super happy about it. I went through that same problem with small town nerd and I was like, Oh yeah. Small town nerd podcast, small town nerd cast. And like, it was too big. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this too big? And like yeah. trying to rack your brain around how to make it, how to shorten it, which letters you can cut, which right. word you can shorten. Yeah. And then I looked at like one of my son's t-shirts, which was a small and it was just SM for small. And I was like, that's yeah. it. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> And now no one knows. Everyone thinks I'm some M- S&M podcast. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You're getting a new new audience with that one. You should see my inbox. It is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> well, Jordan, man, I want to thank you so much for hopping on the podcast, uh, sharing your work with me, sharing just your time. Man. You're always a pleasure to talk to. And it's always fun to break out of the country whenever I can. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. As your first host, that feels so special. I love uh, being on your show. It's it's always good to chat with you. Oh, man, I'm glad. You know what? Make sure you, you rate and review and say that. No, <laughs> please say that. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the Apple CEO and tell whoever is in charge of Joe Rogan's podcast. Tell him, uh, you know, I, I'm a nice I guy. Have ne- I have never rated and reviewed a podcast before, but I will do this just for you. Oh, man, I knew begging would work. <laughs> But anytime, dude, you want to come back on, uh, I would love to have you. Sounds good. I will keep that in mind. Hell yeah. And remember, people, deadwork.ca, right? Yeah, I said that right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. Was it supposed to be anthology.ca? No, no. Deadwork.ca. Uh, check out. It's got great stories. It's got great people involved. And it's for a great cause to get their stories out. Yeah.